Cop suspension, cop shocks. There's a model made before catalytic converters, so it'll run good on regular gas. What do you say? Is it the new blues mobile or what? Fix the cigarette lighter. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, it's funny. Like a lot of people know about the incident on the Kinsey Street Bridge involving Dave Matthews Band, a boat full of tourists, and uh, several hundred gallons of human waste. <laughs> but I feel like there's another layer to that that uh, kind of touches on a lot of shit related to recent Chicago history and older Chicago history, too. So that's the purpose of this little fact-finding expedition. All right. Want anything? No, good, thanks. So, first stop, Kinsey Street Bridge, the site of the incident in question. Do you want to give me directions or do you want me to plug it in? I can uh, I can give you directions. I got it pulled up here. So, uh, if you can, I would say go out the parking lot this way and get back on Damon and head north. That lady in the. What's the name of that tavern? Uh, Martin's Corner. Lady and Martin's was nice. He offered me a refill. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, the secret about Martin's is that it's paid off already, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Take a left here? Yeah, left here. Right. And then, uh, like, that place has been around forever. It's got this super weird, like, kind of like neighborhood regular vibe. Mm -hmm. And, like, some of the neighborhood punks would go there and, uh, like some severe drunks hang out there as I guess with every bar but uh there's all these like every once in a while it would fill up with like old white cops like old like gray hair cops like what the hell is up with this place and there's actually a wall in the back covered in pictures of cops mm -hmm. and uh it took me a minute but then I realized this spot that we'll see passing on the right up here used to be a police station it's like a real old fashioned style where they had the ambulance inside it was like one squad one ambulance this building here on our uh, right mm. and uh, it's now a, like community organization has it and they use their they have their offices and the old ambulance bay has been turned into a community meeting room but uh, it took me a while to figure that out but as soon as I realized that that was literally the closest bar within walking distance of that location I was like well that's why it was a cop bar <coughs> it all clicks cops it was very strange, like, to go into the, like, neighborhood spot where it's usually not crowded besides the regular bar flies, and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of 70-year-old Chicago accent 
and, huh. must, and Chicago mustache having motherfuckers. What do you think? Were they there for some type of just like reunion? Type yeah, of I think they go back there for like the occasional party or something. So where are we now? Is this like West Pilsen? Uh, this would be yeah. I guess it's West Pilsen. This is the west side of Pilsen. Uh, I really feel like when people think of Pilsen now, they think of 18th Street, mm-hmm. which is really it's different. Village, almost. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're close, you know, it's just on the other side of Western. But Pilsen's really interesting because it's so, like, among the Chicago neighborhoods, Pilsen really has a, uh, like, geographic bounds, you know what I mean? There's the railroad tracks to the north, the river to the south. And then the the uh, expressway to the east, and then western the track. So yeah, somebody popped the. Uh, this is the first one I've seen all year. So somebody popped the first popped the uh, hydrant, first hydrant of summer. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, it's hot, man. It's hot today. So uh, we we skipped right to uh, summertime here. Yeah, we did. I dig it. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it, man. It's a beautiful just, view of the city. Over just there. in time yeah. too for everything to open back up. So. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I, uh, holy shit, just so looking forward to seeing live music again, which is kind of ironic given the subject that we're talking about. I don't know. I, I've said I would see, like, pretty much any band that's, at this point. That's how I feel. I don't know if I'd see Dave Matthews' band because they well, literally shat on my city and also I don't like them. I got no idea. 14 years ago today, a Dave Matthews' band tour bus dumped hundreds of pounds of human waste on more than 100 passengers floating in a cruise boat along the Chicago River under Kinsey Street. The bus was reportedly used by band violinist Boyd Tinsley. The driver was sentenced to 18 months of probation, 150 hours of community service, and a $10,000 fine. And Dave Matthews' band eventually agreed to pay $200,000 to settle a lawsuit filed by State Attorney General Lisa Madigan. The bridge, incidentally, was the site of another Chicago disaster, the Great Loop Flood of 1992. Construction work breached a tunnel under the river, flooding sub-basements of buildings across downtown. Is it still a thing? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I truly don't know. I'll go see Taylor Swift before Dave Matthews at this point. God, yeah, I think I would, too. Yeah. I don't know if that gets punk points taken off of my score. Or I mean, it's, it's just score. like it's, it's, it's a lesser evil conversation that'll, yeah. that'll get some of your socialist cred taken away not the not the punk cred <laughs> since you're picking a lesser of two evil in right okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a nice thing about like just being like you know not like done being a punk but like i'm like a retired punk now that's how i look at it like i served my years in the punk core and uh now i'm free to do what i like and Occasionally see a good punk show. That's all I ask. That's all I ask from the punk scene at this point. But well, what is the state of it nowadays? You know, I don't know because I stopped having shows right before COVID uh, hit, and I'm glad for that because I didn't have to tell some earnest young dummy like who wanted to have a show in my basement with COVID safety protocols. No, I'm not doing that. That sounds like a living nightmare, and also that's ridiculous. I, I didn't want to have to do that, so I was glad I didn't have to. I would have because and also it would have come up there would have been somebody who's like but what if we right just do this no but uh I don't know I haven't seen any shows I know a, a guy I know says he's throwing a big ass house party show on July 4th uh 
and uh, he even got a block party permit mm. to close the block, which I didn't think were active yet, but he might have snapped on it. He might have been one of the first ones that might be open now. So he's having a big-ass block party. Big-ass punk George rock punch. block party. That'll be interesting. Which I think is what, you know, punk should be. Like, at its best, you should engage with the people around you, you know? But that's another story for another time. I won't see the Dave Matthews band because they literally took a dump on Chicago. That's that's what I'm saying. That's understandable. And also because I don't like them. But I'm not sure which actually I would rank higher. I, 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 I understand. It's like, that's how I feel about R. Kelly. <laughs> is it that his music is shit or that he's, you know, a pedophile? That guy. Alright, so uh, you're going to take a right on Ogden coming up here. Somebody's a man of Chicago driving on the side of me. That's the other part of this episode is me complaining about driving. Yeah, hopefully we're, we're only going to do this one little brief detour into the loop. And Oof. then, uh, yeah. I drive in the loop, though. I, I work close enough so so what is this now where are we now what is this called we're, we're getting close to what west loop so it's it's yeah this is the, we're in the medical district now yeah. so basically where dave matthews shit on everybody is pretty close to my job the tracks honestly <laughs> funny story So I guess you're going to be explaining how Dave Matthews got away with shitting on Chicago. Well, not only that, take it right here. Shit. Well, he didn't yeah. get away with it. He got a fine, didn't he? Well, he might have gotten a fine, but that isn't all he... He should have gotten more. That's uh, the real point. So was it bad enough that, that you know, it actually poisoned the water? No, it no, wasn't. No. It, it, what actually happened is, you know, actually, oh, for it was a fucking boat. Yes. It's so, don't shit on a boat. Let's yes. let's refer to the official record, shall we? <laughs> we can go for it. We can uh, we can see exactly what happened. On Sunday, August eighth, two thousand four, at one eighteen p.m., bus driver Wall drove over the Kinsey Street Bridge and emptied the contents of his bus's septic tank through the open metal grate, intending to deposit it into the Chicago River below. The bus's tank was full, containing 800 pounds of human waste. Earlier, passenger boat Chicago's Little Lady left Navy Pier at its 1 p.m. scheduled departure. While passing under the bridge, the boat received the full contents of the tank on the seats of its open roof terrace. <laughs> Roughly two-thirds of the 120 passengers aboard the tour boat were soaked. The bus immediately returned to Navy Pier, where all passengers were issued refunds. Five passengers went to Northwestern Memorial Hospital for testing. Right. According to the Illinois Attorney General, passengers aboard included persons with disabilities, elderly, a pregnant woman, a small child, and an infant. The filing also describes the incident further. The liquid waste was brownish-yellow in color and had a foul, offensive color. The liquid human waste went into passengers' eyes, mouth, hair, and onto clothing and personal belongings, many of which were soaked. Some of the parents, or some of the passengers, suffered nausea and vomiting as a result of exposure to human waste. So, that's where we're headed right now. The site of the crime. <laughs> or the incident. The we gonna, incident. Let's refer to it as the incident. It's the incident. Well. It's the Canal Street Bridge incident. I think that's actually how it's described in Wikipedia, if I'm not mistaken. Canal Street Bridge incident. Yes. The not crime. Chicago, the Dave Matthews Band Chicago River incident. 
It's cute, right? Yes. Well, what what came of it? You know, that's actually a good question. I don't know what the actual. I mean, there were the attorney general got involved. There were charges. I think they did pay a civil fine, but um, you know, it kind of petered out the way a lot of those like fucking ridiculous stories do, where people are like, "What? That happened?" And then you know, it gets settled in civil court, and somebody paid you know, the insurance pays a bunch of people and. You know, Dave Matthews Band, I don't know what label he was signed to, but he was still, like, you know, flush with cash. This happened in uh, oh, yeah. 2004, right? Yeah, so that was, like, height peak. of Dave land. Yeah. Peak, peak DMB. Was yeah. that peak DMB? I mean, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but I graduated I from high school in 2004, and, like, all the insufferable hippies I went to high school with uh, were, like... Rose. Well, they kind of... I went to a Catholic all-boys school, so it kind of blended together. Uh-huh. They were, like, hippie... Bros. The hippies, the hippies loved DMB. They loved him. You're the new Dave album, man. It's like, why do you talk like that? <laughs> you live in Chicago. Cause man, cause man, Don't Dave man. Vibe, man. All right, so you're gonna take this a little bit up, and you're gonna take a right on Hubbard. Hubbard, old mother Hubbard, Hubbard. Oh, we're going past the Billy Goat. Yeah, we are. You remember the Billy Goat, don't you, Daniel? Yeah, those are the old socialist alternative days. Oh, aunt. It's yep. a good. Uh, it's a good. I mean, it's not the original Billy Goat, but no. it's still it's a good uh, it's a good spot. It was a good spot. Just didn't have a good. Uh, didn't have a good. Uh, the regulars were lacking. Yeah. I guess I'll just have to do the Chicago driving thing. Yeah, you get you in got, front of the person in front. You got time. It's not this next Huey one. Hall. That would be nice if Huey Hall got sort of re revitalized. That should uh, is that wrecking? I mean, I know that it's fraught with political considerations because it gives the government control over what you can and can't do to a place. But, I mean, there's a serious argument to be made for that place being a historical site, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you, if it, I mean, again, I don't know what the hell the, uh, the status of UE Hall is, but you could always, uh, the building's falling down and shit's coming apart at the seams. You could throw yourself on the mercy of the court and be like, it's historic, pay for it, please. Mm-hmm. But then the, then the politics would be over because they don't. Right, exactly. But I think some yuppies probably want to turn it into, um, Oh, yeah, that place Apartments. is probably going to get torn down at some yeah, point. Would you rather have it be a museum or condos? A museum. <laughs> no, condos, for sure. Uh, <laughs> this area, you see that sign right there? Yeah. That uh, power construction? Uh, that's how you know the encroaching is coming. See, I know Walsh construction you know because Walsh? I'm from, like, the southwest yep. side. So that's, like... That's power the- is, I think it's a part of Austin Powers. Which is the whole thing, and it's a multi multinational corporation. Austin Powers. Yes, that's the firm's name. Austin Powers. Yes. I I Austin Powers. I wouldn't want to do a verbal reference to Austin Powers now, even if I could, but I can't because I honestly don't remember any of the lines from those movies. That is like one of those Does annoying catchphrases. Like groovy baby. Yeah, yes. That seems like, but I mean, that's just seems so generic. Like so long you know what I mean? Yeah. We're dating ourselves here. Yeah, that's fine. I love dating myself. Like I. Uh... It's better than dating other people. <laughs> well, I'm married, so I can't do that. But without not not without your wife's consent, at least. Yeah, that's uh, uh, too Catholic for that nonsense. Oh, okay. All right. And also, like, I'm too tired again. Too tired. Too old. Too tired. <laughs> uh, too tired. Uh, I understand. Take a right here. Seems exhausting. It does seem exhausting. Some people do it. Well, God so is this bless West them. Loop now? We're in West Loop? Uh, we 
that's a good question. We are, I think this is the, well, I mean, the neighborhood names change, but I think this is West Loop. This is yeah. West Loop, because we're about to be, oh, yeah, right Bolton on. Market is right over there. On the other side there. This is where I park to go to work, and then I walk over to my job about a mile and a half away from here. Is it free parking? Yes. Hell yeah. Right on Kinsey. For, for anyone who's, who visits Chicago, May and Kinsey, remember those two streets. That's where you park. But uh, this is, um, if you're looking for like a yuppie oh, and hipster central, like. This place is coming up. Yes. I feel like they added the, what's the, the stop? It's strong. The, what's the stop on the Grand. pink and green line that they added just for know, over I here? I, I think know. it's, shit, what is it? Like at Morgan, maybe? I feel like there was a stop that oh, was yeah. added just like in my like lifetime, which is rare because the CTA doesn't do shit for shit. You yeah, know? Morgan's right over there. Um, we're in an area, I would say the homes around here, um, a condo, a two bedroom is about 1.7 million, 1.5 on the low end. That's where you're at right now. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, I mean, in a weird way, I feel like the West side is probably more, uh, vulnerable to gentrification than the South side, which a lot of people would think might be counterintuitive. But South side's older, more people own yeah. Yeah, more, and there's more of a there's more of a history there mm -hmm. in the neighborhoods. The West Side has always been like a kind of like a Great Migration Overflow kind of, you know, they didn't they weren't established for as long, so now it's all fucking you know able to be picked off easy. You don't have as many people like you said who have owned for generations on the West Side. Guess I'm going. Where that guy's going? Somebody's going. We're all going. I I gotta drive gingerly. <laughs> I'll get us all murdered. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? I don't know. Driving like he's got shit in his pants. <laughs> we turning? Uh, no, straight, and then you're going to take a right on Milwaukee, and then a left. Alright. We're almost... Uh, Look at that guy. You, you think his sauce is good on, on the, the guy on that van? No. No? <laughs> he is not fat enough for his barbecue sauce <laughs> to be good. That, that smile isn't convincing. He, no, it's not really convincing, but I'm talking uh, like, uh, if he was fatter, I, I could overlook the smile. It's a Chicago original. Uh, yeah, I mean, lots of people can do a Chicago original, but... Right. 32, eh? I don't know. His, his, his smile does not... Not convince you? Mm -mm. What's some good barbecue in Chicago? Uh, I have no idea. Lems. Uh, I've been craving barbecue. There's a place near in Pilsen that I like a lot because it's my neighborhood joint uh, called uh, uh, Honky Tonk. Oh yeah, is it good? Yeah, I like it a lot. I actually, I my buddy Should came into go, town. I can't, I can't go anywhere. This lady's letting us go. All right, go for it. You're, this bike is blocking for you, strangely enough. All right, you're gonna take a right up here. <laughs> Uh, we're and then we're getting the fuck out of this madness. We're driving around like the closer uh, we get to the heart of the city the kookier the traffic gets because you have tourist buses, everyone on their rented bicycles, which yeah. thank God they didn't like, I haven't seen any of those electric scooters back again. Those things are a bane on my existence. They're not back yet. I've seen people on um, like their own hoverboards and shit. Oh, those things. I saw a dude, I take a left oh, here. Oh shit, Michelle Obama. Uh, what? Michelle Obama what? Mural. 
There's a big Oprah one by my job too. Are we going that way? Or? Yeah, we're going that way. EMC land. What? You don't like Oprah? Not especially. So I was in um, an OC class out of control in high school because I, I got suspended for like a total of 30 days in eighth grade and I had to go to summer school and shit. And um, to like kind of calm us down, they used to make us watch Oprah's show. Jesus. One of the dudes in there liked Oprah. That's a sadistic so punishment. So to calm him down, we would watch Oprah. That's uh, interesting. That's, that is interesting. I could see her being calming though. You know, I could see that. And uh, I remember one episode, I don't know if it was over, we were, wa- we were watching something about making meth. Jesus and I was just Christ. sitting there listening, like, why would you have a bunch of kids in a bad kids class? It's like scared straight, but he's giving him the recipe. Right. Like, <laughs> why would you do this? Yeah, that seems counterintuitive. But here we are. We're finally, uh, we finally arrived after struggling through some Chicago nonsense here. Oh, not much. Not but, too uh, much, but... Uh, Hopefully we go on over the bridge and nothing nothing bad happens. Nobody dump any gallons should, of human shit outside the window. We, okay, should guys? we all stop on the bridge and, and take, a take a shit? A dig, yeah, take a dig. No, I, I see. See, I think that would be counter to the point of what we're trying okay. to do. Okay, because I got nothing in me. <laughs> yeah, I'm also good. Fall through the grates. Fall through the grates right into the river. That was the plan. That that little rumble you hear, listener, is uh, the grates of the river that that shit sluiced through. That's okay, not, it's not Daniel taking a shit outside nope. the window. Nobody of my is car. doing that. Nobody's okay. doing that. All right, so now where to next? Where to next? What we're gonna do next is we're gonna go to the place that I consider like my Chicago ancestral homeland. Uh-huh. We're gonna go to the East Side, which a lot of people don't know is a place um so the east side is actually not the east side of chicago even though i guess you could make the argument that uh it is um but it's called the east side because it's on the east side of the calumet river and it's an area that was historically associated with steel production and labor um and so it doesn't really sound like this has anything to do with Dave Matthews taking a giant dump over the city, but I promise you, we're gonna wrap this all up. So that was 2004 when Dave Matthews- Wrap it all up in a diaper. In a diaper. It was uh, 2004 when Dave Matthews took a big dump on our city. But now we're gonna go back all the way to 1937. Wow. 1937. So let's punch in our directions here. What happened in 1937? Well, you know what? Before we go back to 1937, we're gonna go back to uh, at some point in the late 70s. I'll take it right here. Um, Sometime in the late 70s, two enterprising young men in Chicago made themselves a film, a film called The Blues Brothers, about two two men on a mission from God. So, uh, take it right up after the bridge. After the bridge. Which bridge is this? We're going over uh, the LaSalle Street Bridge on uh, Wacker Drive. There's a couple of tourist boats, so you can imagine what the deck of that boat looked like when it was covered in 800 pounds of human wastewater. The question isn't what it looked like, it's what did it taste like. Oh, sure it wasn't good. Sure it was not good. Did it it taste as bad as the sound of Dave Matthews' crooning? Uh, you know, I guess 
Again, lesser of two evils. Would you rather be covered in human wastewater or listen to uh, Dave Matthews? Listen to Dave Matthews. I guess I would listen to Dave Matthews. I'm gonna go with that too. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pose here. And, like, uh, do you want to listen to Dave Matthews or eat his shit? Yeah, I, yeah. That's the real. That's the real way to phrase that question. So yes, I'm gonna listen to Dave Matthews with a fucking smile on my face. If that's the question. Uh, we turning right or left? We're going straight. Uh, we're gonna go around the curve here, around the curve on Randolph Street. Uh, and uh, get the hell out of the fucking loop because we are going to a far-flung, almost forgotten part of Chicago. Forgotten realms. That's a, that's a video game of some kind, right? That I don't. Is I don't, it or is it like a? It's, or is it Dungeons and Dragons? It's something. It's some kind. Yeah, it might be a role-playing game. Somebody will know. Somebody will know. The internet knows. There you go. What's this over here? What's this on the right? It's a big building. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that... That's the merchandise mart. Yeah. That's where you have all of the, uh, like, different vendors mm -hmm. that build all of this shit. Yeah, and um, I get invited to parties there that I don't go to because I would rather just sit at my computer and do my job. <laughs> I don't, Take a I don't know. Up here. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be like that. But yeah, sure, you, you could be like that if you want to. But I am. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry, not this one. Keep going straight, and then you take it right to the next one. It's Randolph. Like I understand. Sorry, guy on the side of me. There we go. Right it's here. some real, real Chicago shit. <laughs> it's some real tourist shit right there. Yeah. I mean, I never fucking come down here. Honestly, I feel like the loop is kind of like. Like, unless you work in the loop or live in the loop, I feel like a lot of Chicagoans don't go to the loop all that much. Why would you live here? A lot of people say it's... you got money. Yeah, and it's a short, you know, if you have the money for it and you can walk to work, people like doing that. So there's that element it's, to it's, it, I guess. It's beautiful if you like architecture. It's not like the Chicago loop isn't something to look at, all that money they spent doing it. But is it worth it? Wow, well, it's just a bus. What, to live down here? Yeah. I don't, Ooh, I don't know. know about directly in the loop, but about a mile down, this is where the condos are about uh, two mil. I, I would imagine in the loop, if you're buying a condo, it's going to cost you around three to four. Um, and I know that the rent for my brother-in-law was around uh, 4000 a month. So plus you have to pay for parking and shit. So there's there's that. Ugh. If you got that kind of money, um, you know, you can get Peapod delivering to your house and shit. I mean, there's delivery services for your groceries, so you never have to leave your house I except mean, to go to work. Sounds it, like heaven. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, heaven, hell, purgatory. You're gonna take a left coming up and get on I ninety ninety four east. Okay, I know where we are. Yeah, we're just gonna rock this down to a uh, place where those two Chicago boys made that movie about those men from a mission on a mission from God. God, God. Uh, we're actually gonna go to the place where they filmed uh, the bridge jump at oh, the beginning shit. of the movie. Oh yeah, where uh, Dan Aykroyd proves to uh, fucking uh, John Belushi that you not know, the, Jim the car, Belushi. not the Jim Belushi, the good Belushi. Uh, proves to him that the busted up cop car that they've got can actually, you know, is worth its metal. 
and he's like, I don't like it, and then proceeds to jump the 95th Street Bridge. So that's where we're headed, to the east side, to the entrance to the east side, to the 95th Street Bridge. Oh shit, look at that traffic. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it'll it'll be bad for a minute here, right. but then it's gonna loosen up. And then it's smooth sailing all the way down. Cause ain't nobody going where we're going on a fucking Saturday afternoon. So what is this neighborhood like where we're going? Well, the reason that I'm going down there is partially because it's the neighborhood that my mom grew up in. Um, it's uh, also the place where my grandfather, my mom grew up in a house that my grandfather was born in the back bedroom of. So it's a hmm. place where like I have family for a long, long time. And I, you know, was there as a kid in my grandmother's house and my cousins lived there for a little while. Um, and it's a, it's a really interesting neighborhood and I always kind of have obviously the nostalgia for it. But um, in learning more about it, there's actually a really interesting piece of Chicago labor history beyond just the steel mills existing there. Um, it's the site of the Memorial Day Massacre of 1937, which was as, like kind of one of the last um, like super major labor massacres, as best I can tell. I mean, at least it, it kind of seems like almost uh, anachronistic when you read about it in uh, like the context of the labor wars from like the early uh, or the late 1800s right. to the early 1900s. but. So it was part of the Little Steel Strike, um, which was an effort by the Steel Workers of America, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to unionize the Little Steel plants. And the entire area, like this is just the Chicago chunk, but if people know Gary, Indiana, that's another town that's heavily like, you know, its destiny was tied to the steel industry. And the steel declined, like, you know, that's why we're the Rust Belt now and not the Steel Belt anymore. Uh, so this neighborhood in particular is Chicago's kind of steel neighborhood in a like kind of definite and direct way. Um, so there's a lot of folks who lived in the houses and the bungalows down here who worked at the steel mills and they organized um, in 37 to try and push the um, owners to recognize the union. So I'm going to read a little excerpt from good old Wikipedia where I sourced all of my research. Not actually, but I mean... They give nice, glib little summary, so I'm, sure. I'll be damned if I'm not going to use it. Right. Anyone who doesn't like it can fucking kiss my ass. Um, so, this is what happened during the Memorial Day Massacre. On Memorial Day, hundreds of sympathizers gathered at Sam's Place, a former tavern and dance hall at 113th and Green Bay Avenue, that served as the headquarters of the Steelworkers Organizing Committee. As the crowd marched across the prairie towards the Republic Steel Mill, a line of Chicago policemen blocked their path. The foremost protesters argued their right to continue. The police, feeling threatened, fired on the crowd. Citation needed. It's literally in there, a citation needed, which I think is fair. I would like a citation there, because um, there is women and children. Anyway, I'm not going to get off track. <laughs> As the crowd fled, police shot and killed 10 people, four dying that day and six others subsequently from their injuries. Nine people were permanently disabled and another 28 had serious injuries from police clubbing. In the book... <laughs> yeah. In the book Selected Writings by Dorothy Day, who was present at the event, the events of the protest are summarized as thus. On Memorial Day, May 30th, 1937, police opened fire on a parade of striking steel workers and their families. At the gate of the Republic Steel Company in South Chicago, 50 people were shot, of whom 10 later died, 100 others were beaten with clubs. Chicago's finest. Yeah. What? 
We've always had the best. The best, the best. Of You know, sometimes the NYPD tries to compete. Uh, but New York always shows them. You know, we had the greatest of all time in basketball, and we, we, got, we got the best cops. <laughs> the best. Best and the brightest. Yep. So, yeah, that's the story of, you know, a part of the history that I never knew when I was growing up down there. But my, uh, my grandfather wasn't a steel worker, but he worked for Sinclair Oil down there in the industrial strip uh, along the bottom of Lake Michigan. And uh, his father, my great-grandfather, uh, I think was in the steel workers union. Um, and it's just a, I don't know, it's a, it's a really interesting thing where I feel like a lot of the time people for like obviously because of the segregation which is a part of Chicago history Chicago kind of stops at a certain point after you go south but I feel like this is an even weirder thing where it was like there was like white people if you just kept going further south mm -hmm. like like all tucked away down there in their little like and this is why actually we're going to the bridge because the bridge is such an important part of this neighborhood and its identity the bridge like in it being the east side it literally is sealed off from the rest of the city mm. It's like, uh, it's almost got a, like if Chicago had Long Island, that's the vibe kind so of. So it's got a segregation thing kind of built into the bridge? I mean, I think, yeah, it's like geographically like separated. I mean, and it's not entirely like, and then there's Hegwish if you go further south, but we're not gonna get into Hegwish because that's, I don't understand Hegwish. It's basically just a neighborhood in Indiana that somehow is has a CTA bus route. It is still Chicago. That, and that's, that's what I, uh, should stay more focused on instead of ranting about Hegwish. It's one of the furthest, <laughs> furthest south parts we should, uh, we should, we or Chicago has. Um, it's so far south that it's east, I guess, is a way to think about it. Because it literally, it actually is east. I'm like right. the, where most of Chicago, the addresses uh, begin with uh, W if they're, uh, you know, on a street that runs uh, east-west. Because most of the city is on the quote-unquote west side of the city if you divide it into the quadrants along the address lines, essentially. Here, we're actually going so far south that technically we're underneath the lake. So if you were to go straight uh, north from some of the streets that we would be on, you would actually be in the lake instead of in the loop. And that's actually why there's a whole bunch of streets down here that don't exist anywhere else in the city. The alphabets, like... Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, not necessarily exist anywhere else in the city, but because of the way it kind of juts out underneath the lake. Yeah. This is a real great example of Chicago's grid system, which was so instructive for me as a kid in learning the grid system. It was literally like the um, east-west streets were numbered like they are on the south side, uh, the way God intended you to design your streets, numbered. I don't like this north side shit where you're... <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to start, a, start anything here. I'm just saying that's how... We, anyway, um, so it's like the, the streets that run east-west are like numbered uh, sequentially going down as you head further south, the number's getting larger, rather. Um, and the north-south streets are all actually alphabetical. It doesn't go all the way through the alphabet, but you have like uh, Avenue A, which is also State Line Road, and then B, C, D, E, F, G, H going inward. Um, mm, it's just a little fun. I, I like the grid. I think the grid is a good system. I've driven in other cities and I really feel like as bad as Chicago traffic is. Yeah, I remember uh, having a pretty humiliating experience once. I 
first time I went to Europe, I was in Berlin and I was asking someone how to get somewhere and I asked for the address and um, I thought I could figure it out more or less with the streets and the numbers until it dawned on me by asking, well, what's the block number? In Europe, none of the streets are like a grid, so the person was just totally confused. And I realized I'm never going to find the place because the numbers don't even correspond to the left and right side of the roads. Chicago, meanwhile, is like a ge geometry uh, problem. Well, that's because we burned the city down. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a, it was a good move. I, even okay, if it so wasn't intentional, it was it, it benefited us all in the long run. I feel like it was intentional. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot more likely than some poor old Irish lady's cow kicking a lantern over. Yeah. Blame the Irish. Blame it on the exact. Blame it on the Irish. That is true. I took many a lump, but was all in good fun. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna get on the uh, the Skyway here in a minute. We're gonna get on 90 East. All right. Uh, all right. You don't have an iPad, do you? I do, but it's somewhere hiding. It should. It's, it should it's, still it's work. Dropping the mic up, isn't it? Oh yes. yeah, it'll work then. It'll it'll still work. It'll be fine. Yes, I do. All right, we're gonna need it. Well, even if we don't, I can just pay online. Yeah, that's true. Either way. Or just take the ticket. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. We'll see if I pay online. Yeah. I'm a pretty um unproactive person. Like all of my tickets double because I don't uh, pay them. See, I've I've really I've I've gotten my car booted a few times. I have by once. I, I'm trying not to have that happen again. You got a boot? Oh, yeah, I've been booted. You know, once I had $1,500 in parking tickets Oish. on the minivan I drove. It had Ohio plates, and I never got a boot. And I never paid it either. I paid like three of those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I never paid it. Well, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. Just got a brand new car. I mean, at a certain point, if your car is that shitty, if your car isn't worth the, the amount of tickets that you're paying for it, then... Fuck it, let them have it. Let them have it. Yeah. We're getting over... No, 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 we're staying in this one. Sorry. I want to stay on towards 90. Exit only. This is a... This is a weird road. So where are we yeah. at now, more or less? Uh, let's see. We are at 65th and... Uh, ish. And what does 94 run along? State, basically. We're on 90-94, heading south, about to split, where 94 goes towards Indiana, and the Skyway also heads towards Indiana, but you get to skip a bunch of shit. Flyover country. In a certain extent. 94 kind of loops around a little bit differently, heads further straight uh, south, and 90 is just this chunk of 90 anyway. It's just a straight shot across to uh, Indiana. Mm. Mike Pence country. Yeah. Well, this is like a toll road that is really like a luxury. This is the toll road that we screwed Indiana on. Yeah, right? That we built together. And Indiana was like, hey, we paid our portion. How are you guys doing on your end? Oh, we have a budget crisis. Yeah. We're not paying. <laughs> Sorry, you, you got you got moved down the list. Yeah, I love it. I'm 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 fine with that. To tell you the truth, I mean, I think we should say say that to uh, 
people that were making interest payments to, frankly. Yeah. What is this all about? The uh, Chicago's debt crisis. Uh, Please elaborate. We just we have a debt crisis, and you never hear the end of it. That's why we can't do anything, and nobody can have anything nice. And uh, they always blame it on the pensions. But mm-hmm. part of it is, as best I can tell, because again, I'm bad at math, but I think we're paying a lot of like penalties and interest on the debt that we owe for the pensions, like almost equal to what we owe for the pensions. So I just kind of want to, you know, do a little jet jubilee, jubilee for Chicago and be like, you know, fuck, fuck your interest. If you really want your money, we'll pay you back. But, you know, obviously that's not how the grown up world of finance works. But if I, were, if I were the pugnacious, uh, tough talking mayor of Chicago, I'd tell him to go fucking take a flying fuck at a rolling donut. We could have also, like, not sold all of the streets. Yeah, and the parking meters. Yeah. Yeah, and the Skyway also used to, uh, you know, not be owned by a foreign company. We could have done that. 355, but fuck it. But what's that book y'all are reading? Uh, Chicago isn't broke, right? I mean, what's the story? Chicago isn't broke or what? Chicago is not broke. They say we are broke. We are not broke. But what's the deal then? I mean, like I said... Like, we owe a lot. Like, a lot of it is tied up uh, in poor management, corruption. I'm going to let her rip. You see any cops? Go no. for it. Okay. <laughs> now we're fucking flying. <laughs> oh, this feels like the old days. The bad old days? Jeez. This would be great to get a speeding ticket on an episode. <laughs> yeah, way, way, to, way to jinx the operation, buddy. All right, we're going to, about a mile and a half, we're going to get off here. See that? There's always a limit to the fun, Daniel. A natural limit. Not your buzz killing. <laughs> I'm, I was being completely serious. It would be interesting to interact with the officer of the law on an episode. With but a, see, that's the thing. We wouldn't be interacting with a Chicago police officer. We'd be interacting with a state trooper. trooper. Uh-huh. And that's not as fun on a Chicago-themed episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Although it does point to, uh, like, there's got to be something there to talk about, I guess, if you wanted to talk about it. Well, maybe, maybe the uh, trooper could spill some dirt about the Chicago. He would see the mic and just give us a ticket. Yeah, that's it. Unless he was particularly stupid. And I would tell him that I'm filming the next Batman movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a stunt driver and I'm running tests. Do you see this big hole in the side of my car? Come on, man. What do you think that is, dude? Lies up. Uh Uh-oh, this guy's backing up. What's the deal? He's an idiot. Whoa, that guy just about ran into you. Shit. That's how life happens sometimes. Uh, What the fuck is wrong with this one? I don't know if something's going on over there that we don't want any part of. We don't want no part of that shit. This one's all your good dreams and the bad dreams. <laughs> all your bad dreams and the good dreams. It gives you a boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those are the most accurate descriptions of drugs. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No idea. The movie Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Um, did you hit the fan off and on to see if it'll stop that? The fan is that's the fan, 100%. Well, it wasn't going before. Maybe we'll try it again. See if it. Sure. 
I mean, uh, I'll open it. Let's see what the fuck so is going on here. You have to pay at the station now. Um, and she has tiny old lady arms. You know how that goes? Which we don't, because we don't have tiny old lady arms. There's nothing she can do about that. Please pay at station, pay by credit card. Yeah. We I have one to, of those. Are we going to have to fuck with this? Yeah, we're going to have to fuck with this. Oh, la la. The efficiency of uh, privatization right here. We so are. The government can't do anything right. Because the government just can't build a road for people to drive on. That's free. And I mean, you know, this isn't even going towards our tax coffers or, you know. Who owns this? Is this, um, I mean, I'd be fucking hateful. I think it's like Sweden or something. Yeah. What country owns this fucking road? You know, that's a good question. I don't know who owns the Skyway. But I know that's partially why I think the state troopers are on it. <laughs> to protect the investment of Sweden? Yeah. Excellent. Fuck America. To protect Sweden's investment. Because, I mean, like, what's a, a private company is not going to pay for private security out here. They'll just be like, oh, it's under the jurisdiction of, you know. The city of Chicago was like, give us money, probably. You know what I mean? America is not a country. It's a business. Lights off. I know, but it's, it's overheating. Well, let me unplug this guy. Let's see. All right. All right, here we go. The lease agreement between Skyway and the city of Chicago is the first privatization of an existing toll road in the United States. Canada. Pension funds. In February 2016, Skyway was purchased by three Canadian pensions funds, OMERS Infrastructure, CPP Investment Board, and Ontario Teachers Pension Plan. Who's, who's beeping? Cause I don't know. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. This lady got herself stuck. Why is there any of these? Like he I said, thought these, these are open road. It's the efficiency. Of the private market. Yes. All right. Looks like that's my guy over there. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. We need some Blues Brothers energy to get out of this. Let's <laughs> see if my transponder works, or if I have to pay at the station. Up to God. Transponder's covered in fucking duct tape. Yeah. This is fucking difficult. <laughs> Look how far away this thing is. This is so fucking stupid. And they did this instead of having the fucking... Uh, that's an example. Please remove card. And it's not... It's a swipe. <laughs> this is fucking impossible. Can you push that power cable into the cigarette lighter? Alright, thanks. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it's not working at all. Oh awesome. Is there is there a spot to stick cash? Actually, at the um, a water bottle and at the bar, yeah. <laughs> All 
Yes. The efficiency of privatization in action. Okay. Are we rolling again? No, I'm gonna get stopped because I'm not driving with my seatbelt on. <laughs> We're back on track, fellas. Rocking it. Rocking it hard. Okay, so this is still Chicago? Yep, we are still in Chicago. We're gonna we're gonna show you places that you're gonna just keep saying that. This is still Chicago. Oh, actually, this is it. This is the exit 105 here. So we just paid 580 and we're not even gonna stay on this fucking skyway? Nope. Jesus. Sometimes it's like that, friend. Get back in your home, credit card. There you go. There you go, buddy. We really do need some Blues Brothers energy, and I think we're about to get it when uh, we see the second bridge of our tour, the 95th Street Bridge. We going straight or we turn in? We're taking a left, left go, and going straight, and then we're going to take a right on commercial. This is a curious neighborhood. Curious? It's just the suburb, man. Is that what this is? It's just the suburb that got gobbled up by the city. Chicago would like kind of go around and incorporate a bunch of places that already existed like Oak Park and Blue Island and uh, Evanston are examples of small towns that were like they part of their identity is being against incorporation. Yep. And I will say this about Oak Park. They were against fucking redlining too. Or uh, blockbusting. Well, that's that's uh, really cool. Yeah, they, there's there's no I didn't know that the for sale Park. signs in Oak Park are not allowed for that reason uh, you cannot it's not like now there's there's an ordinance but it's like general rule people will go around and take the for sale signs out of your yard that's fucking tight i don't understand right. can you explain what do you mean well chicago would use um like one left or right yeah you're gonna take uh kind of jog that way basically and then you're gonna take a left so get up onto this guy Blockbusting was just an old tactic that real estate agents would use during the white flight period post-World War II when the suburbs were being filled. Oh, sorry. Right. And then a left. All right, all right. Sorry. <laughs> nah, 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 that's the one of it. Yeah, that's, um, so basically, when, you know, people would put up a bunch of for sale signs if they saw black people moving into their sounds. Uh-huh. And the for sale signs would motivate other people to move. Ah. And real estate agents would stoke these fears of like, you know, you know, black people are coming, look out, yes. sell now, sell now, or you won't get the profit for your house. And so white people would be like, oh, easily frightened and sell their places. And that's how you would block bust. And real estate agents would skim a shit ton off the top. Yep. Let's see. And Oak Park scam. said no. So good for Oak Park on that regard. Yeah. I'll give them that. That's where I grew up, Oak Park. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I went back. So my brother lives there now. And my mom. And uh it's it's just small, man. Like it used to seem so big when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? Now it's just, just a little chunk. Yeah, man. Everything gets smaller. Even the city is smaller. I think fail. No, it's good. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, this is my favorite thing though, like what Daniel said about like, are we still in Chicago? It's like there was a uh, this kid I remember hanging out with us when we were younger, and my wife said she was like, "Oh, I live up at 79th and Pulaski," and the girls like they go that far south. <laughs> and so here we're passing famous Calumet Fisheries, 
I'm heading over the 95th Street Bridge. Is that food any good? Oh yeah, it's supposed to be legendary. I'm not a big seafood guy, but that's uh, mm. highly regarded. Here's the second bridge that uh, separates the east side from the rest of uh, the city of Chicago. So was that the bridge that they jumped? The that's, that's the bridge they jumped. That's the historic Blues Brothers jumping bridge. All right, so where are we heading next? So now we're gonna head to the site where uh, they started the whole thing, where the march began. Headed to Green Bay and 113th Street. I wonder, I wonder, hmm, you think it's uh, cheap to live down here? It is, it's relatively inexpensive. Um, because you're so far from uh, everything else, basically. Yeah, it's kind of a dump, too. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, it's interesting, you'll see. This is the Chicago chunk, um, where we're kind of closer to the city. But uh, we're going to head a little bit further south, and this is where they going to take uh, right on Avenue L here. So this is the example of the, oh, the alphabets. The alphabets, yeah. And it's the harder right here. So the east side is divided into two chunks by the Skyway, actually. Um, so we're going to head this way for a minute. But the steel plant was actually further back that way. Um, and then there were more further down here, closer to the lake. So It's all gone now? Uh, yeah. Uh, there was actually an old steel mill that I would pass when I was a kid coming here. But it was rusting from the time I can remember it existed. Look, a Cubs fucking fan. Yeah. This far south? This far south. Because this, this neighborhood is, uh, it's not really the uh, south side, you know? It's, uh, it's a weird spot. I mean, they would consider themselves, I mean, it's in the name. It's east side, you know? So. Like, I know a bunch of dudes from Indiana who are Cardinals fans. It's, yeah. I do know a guy from Indiana who's a Cubs fan. So that's, that's a thing, too. So I guess that's where we're getting close to Indiana. Uh, we'll say this though there's less churches around here oh there's no oh, don't get it wrong there, don't, there's a shit ton of fucking catholic churches there's around here there's a shit ton of catholic churches man. oh yeah these were the these are catholic people down here so I got a general question for all of is, is 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 Illinois in the bible belt you know or I don't think so unless you go okay. real far south I wouldn't consider it part of the bible belt I don't right. think anyway just just check it so yeah this is the dividing line basically that's the uh, north end of the east side this is some fucking glorious infrastructure jesus christ this is beautiful just keep going straight yeah what is it about it that you uh find so impressive just look at it yeah. i know look i know at the but size and the engineering so how many feet up into the uh, air is that bridge like that's why they call it the skyway because it's you know like how i'm bad at estimating distances what would you say that so that bridge, I would say it's about, what, 60, 50, 60 feet in the air? It's about 30. Yeah. It's probably like a size of, like, what, a five-story building? Yeah. Five or six-story building. When was that built? Jesus, I think it's... Uh, I believe... I don't know the exact year. It so, was here before the 70s. Yeah. I could, get us, I could get some real trouble just staring at the, this thing. Like, this, this is what I should have done instead of, like, uh, 
architectural design, you should have done civil engineering. Because you actually do something with your life that helps people. Well, at least you get to point to something that you built and go there. I mean... Yeah. That, that's going to last forever. That's, yeah. that's why I like this type of thing. Not forever, but... Well, I mean, and it sucks that we just have, like, you know, people sucking rent money off of it. You know what I mean? It's right. like, what did you do to fucking make that bridge, you know? Like, what I do, corporate interiors, like, we have to design for four years because some new tenant's going to come into one of these old buildings. Like, it's, it's crazy. In the old buildings, the floors shrink. So, like, the original height of the floor would have been, like, you know, 50 years ago, a 10-foot high floor. Now it's like eight feet because every time a new tenant comes into one of these floors and they want to, you know, renovate the lobby or, you know, the halls or, you know, just their suite, they put a new layer on the floor. So it goes oh up and up and up. That's ridiculous. And they generally, the redesign is like every four or five years. It's, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's depressing. <laughs> and then when you see something like that bridge, yeah, that's... That that's that's got history in it. What I do doesn't have any history in it. That's 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 the that's why it's it's unless you count boardrooms awesome. changing hands like layers of like rings on a tree trunk or right. something. Right. <laughs> Until so we you know take a section of that floor, see all the different types of paint and carpet and tile. Yeah. Because it's more expensive to um to try to you know renovate the floor to instead of um, trying to just build on top of it. God. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where it's such a such a dumb way of doing shit in the long run. You know what I mean? But of course, there's no regard for the long run. It's just like, it's cheaper to do this. Just slap another layer on there. And it's know? mostly because one guy decided to be cheap a long time ago. Because, you know, a lot of people want to like... We, we want to use the old marble or the old terrazzo, but it's too expensive because some guy who came before us slapped some tile on top of it, oh, and now God. it's going to cost us more money to renovate it than it is to just slap a new layer of tile on top of it. <laughs> so it's, it's just the cascading effect of, you know, garbage people, cheap people, people trying to make a buck. I, so we're uh, heading further south. We passed over the 95th Street Bridge, and now we're at kind of a main intersection on the east side, 106th Street, East 106th Street and Avenue L, heading towards uh, the former location of Sam's Place, the tavern where the striking steelworker family started out their march towards the gates of Republic Steel. Look at these homes. Right? Yeah, for real. Beautiful brick bungalows. I mean, this is this these these were built for the steel workers and their families. You know, you, that's you can, what you can see the block party. Oh yeah, probably not on this street. But on probably this, not. These Wait side streets, though. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, I've been to block parties down here. It's great. So take a right on 108th Street here. Weird. All the all the all the buildings on the east side or the west side of the street are one style. All the buildings on the east side of the street are another style. I was wondering about that. If like some like somebody just like saw like their neighbors 
style or keep going straight, we're gonna go to Avenue to uh, South Avenue. I was trying to think of a reason, like noticed the some of the buildings on the buildings on the east side were a little bit taller mm-hmm. on the west side and i'm wondering if that was for the purposes of uh like blocking the light when the light moves dividing up the working class i think getting into fights about the shape of your house all right so take a <laughs> take a left here i'm sure it's been done it's better than american psycho fighting over business cards God. Which I could see being a thing because oh, yeah. at my job we have really nice business cards. My boss is proud of our business cards. I mean, they're pretty nice, you know, but uh, they cost like a dollar twenty-five each business Whoa. card. Whoa! And we never use them. And I wouldn't use them either if they cost a dollar twenty-five. That's the thing. We, it's a very but, expensive business card. Like he'll buy like five hundred. For a new employee, and like no one's gonna use those business cards in that time. Oh my lord! I I've used five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So this is still east side. Yep. And you just see how the difference, you know, it changes as you head further south. And it's not so dumpy as it was up by the harbor. <laughs> I'm going, to, I'm going to ignore that you keep calling that part of the neighborhood dumpy. But no, I get your point. I'm just fucking with you. It is. It's, well, it, it looks well, it's, neglected. It, well, and it is more, it's more dense. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, somebody who is way more versed in the history of the East Side could probably talk to you for hours and hours and hours about why it is that they're divided this way. But I just know that, you know, the uh, take a right here on 113th and basically there. So it's probably not a tavern anymore. Doesn't look like it. Certainly does not. It might not even be an actual building anymore. No historical marker. No monument. But there is actually a monument and that's the place we're going next. So this is Green Bay Avenue and East 113th Street, the site of Sam's Tavern where they started marching. Should we ask this guy? Should I jump out and ask this guy? Water his lawn? Nah, let's uh, let him water his lawn. It's a nice lawn. It's a nice lawn. I don't, I don't like people watering their lawns though. Lawns shouldn't exist at that point. Yeah, but you I know, mean, we got a lot of water here. It's fine. Well, I mean, also like, I, I mean, I, I see your point, but that's not also the hill I don't want to die. Why on. not? Why not die on that hill? I mean, you gotta die on some hill. Gotta die. Yeah, on that, but you know? I think there's other hills we could die on though. Um, all right, so we're going to 11731 South Avenue O, and then actually we can uh, hop out, as a matter of fact, and hop out, hop out, and take a look at something. There actually is a memorial plaque and a sculpture. As a matter of fact, there we go. This is so it's so like cozy and sleepy. They got right here. I'm sorry. I almost feel like I'm back in Ohio here. I mean, it really, it's like, we're really close to the lake right now too, actually, as you'll see oh. a little bit later. Um, right? We're, uh, like I said, we're tucked right underneath it, essentially. Still Chicago, but. Nice. Rocket it. At that point, get a car, man. Let's just rocket it in the free world. Yeah. Like what, the kid on the little scooter thing? No, the old man on the 
tricycle motorcycle. Yeah. That guy. If there's any good food around here, I'm starting to get hungry. I mean, I'm, we're gonna go back though. Mm-hmm. There is good food around here, but is seafood really a thing here? Uh, well, I mean, it's technically not seafood, right? Yeah, bro. lake food. Lake food, right? But, well, I, I saw mean, all the seafood signs back there. I mean, we're close to the lake. No you one's know? gonna call it lake food. Man, Lake Michigan that sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I'm going to say this as a Chicago and, and uh, Midwesterner. The Great Lakes are big enough to where we could have called them the Great Inland Sea or some dumb shit like we that. We could have. And we're just Midwest humble and said, you know, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big lake. It's a great lake. It's real great. It's real great. All right. So we're uh, this area here getting closer to the former steel mills and uh this area actually is newer even since i've been here this park was always here um but my understanding is this is a memorial plaque to the striking workers who uh were killed that day this way this way just a little bit further uh take a left on 117th street so basically they tied one on at the tavern got all worked up and then they went over to the steel mill and said we're not taking the shit anymore that kind of sounds like it. They brought their kids and family with. And they also all dressed in white, very classy, Memorial Day style. Very classy. So the blood on the white, that would have really been something. There actually is newsreel footage um, of that day. They, they actually suppressed it from coming out. Somebody recorded it happening. Sounds it was, pretty similar to current events. Yeah. How, how cops deal with video yeah. now. So losing uh, surveillance tapes at the Burger King and such. Yes, things things never change. No. Police tactics, tried and true. I guess. <laughs> what was the massacre called? Uh, it was the Memorial Day Massacre of 1937, I believe is when it goes by. Yeah. Uh, I think this might be it here. So just take a, we can take a left and Take a left here, and then take a right, and it says to park, but I think that might be it. Let's see. Oh, we wanted you to go in there, and I'm not sure why. It's, uh... On Avenue Inn? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> spin around. And... Yeah, we'll double back, because that was it at the corner there. So. Uh, or there's the, see, there's a plaque, and then there's a sculpture. That was the sculpture, I think. So let's see the plaque, and then we'll take a look at the sculpture. I don't so know why the sculpture back. is going back exactly the way that you probably move. just, yeah, pulling a legal move. Okay. He's not pulling an illegal move for our listeners and any future incriminating courtroom workers. Absolutely pulling an illegal Ooh. move. I even went over the curb for everyone <laughs> to hear. It's parody. It's satire. <laughs> I wonder if they moved the plaque, because over there right now, it just looked like a parking lot of a shopping center. That's where it was trying to take That us. would be a drag. I mean, I think that might have been what happened here. Well, at least we still got the sculpture, but, uh, this yeah. This be our second Home Depot of the fucking day. <laughs> so take a left into here. <laughs> Very well might be. It's a memorial parking lot. 
for the you know descendants of these it's great a, it's warriors. A, it's a Pete's Fresh Market, dude. Yep. Uh, so go straight and take a right uh, after the. Uh, I think it might be in the parking lot of this church up here. It literally is telling us to take this right. This right. Yep. Let's see if there's a plaque, wow. I guess. Jeez, it's really tucked away, man. This is the parking lot of a church. No, oh, man. This is, uh, they must have moved the plaque or something. I don't know. Well, let's go to the statue. Fucking can't the find statue. the plaque. I wonder maybe if this, I think this is a Methodist church here. Yeah, United Methodist Church. I wonder if they have the plaque or moved the plaque or whatever. They probably built the church on top of the plaque. This is spit in our eye. Really confuse us. Oh, there's the plaque. Oh, there it is. Wait, no. Wait, right where it's there. Incorporated. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Where? We found the plaque. Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. All right, let's pull in. Jeez, it should have something on it there. It's just sad and lonely. All right, we're going to hop out and look at the plaque. Go ahead. Right Whoa. My bad. No worries. So now we're rolling. Yeah. All right. So we just uh, hopped out of the car to take a look at the uh, the original memorial plaque for the Memorial Day massacre and the uh, and the statue that was put up. Uh, the plaque is just kind of a sad, another sad old plaque, another relic from Chicago's history in the parking lot of a United Methodist Church. And uh, it's been turned into a strip mall, so it seems like the local firehouse and uh, Pete's Fresh Market and some other interested parties erected a memorial statue in 2008, uh, just about a block down, right outside the local firehouse. Yeah, uh, since we're driving, I'll keep going. Uh, well, no, just uh, it's got the names of the people who died. Um, Shall I read it out? Yeah, actually. What so, does it say? Yes, please. In memory of Hild uh, Hilding Anderson, Alfred Causey, Leo Francisco, Earl Handley, Otis Jones, Sam Popovich, Kenneth Kenneth W. Reed, Anthony Tagliori, Sam Tilsdale, Joseph Rothman, Martyrs Heroes Unionists, shot down May 30th, 1937, Memorial Day at the gates of Republic Steel Company while parading for the right to organize a union, promote industrial democracy, and to secure justice and equality for working men and working women. Erected on May 30th, 1967 by the United Steelworkers of America Committee to commemorate the 1937 Memorial Day Massacre. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Shalom. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool that we have that here in this town, you know what I mean? But it's, you know. It's also an interesting concept, industrial democracy. Yeah, that's you true. You wouldn't hear something like that today. That's <laughs> a very interesting, uh, yeah, you're right. That is a great term, actually. We need that's industrial a, democracy. That is a great term. Nowadays, we'd be lucky just to have some industry. <laughs> well, we can have market, mer mer mercantile democracy. A mercantile, mercantile. There you go. Can't, can't even get that at Amazon. So we got one more stop related to this big story, but I'm going to have a slight detour because we're on the east side. 
and I love showing people on the east side this. We're gonna drive by the home of former boss of the ward under old man Daly, Ed Verdoliak, a guy who can't stop going to jail even though he's in his 80s. Um, <laughs> oh shit. Do? Uh, well, he was just connected to the old Daily machine. Uh, take a left here. And. Uh, Avenue H. Avenue H. So we're we're down on the east side in the far end of the neighborhood, and uh, we're gonna drive by Fast Eddie Verdoliak's house just to show what uh, the power a local alderman could have back in the day under the machine. I love this place because all these homes are like modest, like like you know working class single family homes that were designed like for these industrial workers of the era that we're talking about. And Edward Doliak rose to become like a big time boss in the Chicago political machine. And uh, once we get there, I'll read an excerpt. I finally found an excerpt from a book that kind of discusses it adequately. Um, it's really just worth it to see. So you see all these houses, right guys? They're all just kind of yeah. average size houses. Nothing's bigger That's than the like other. So see this, take a left here. See this strip of fencing here? Yes. This is uh, Ed Verdoliak's compound. Oh, shit. So what he did was he took both lots, maybe even three lots, and then rezoned the alley so he could put in his tennis court and swimming pool. So take a right here. Yeah, this is the front of the Verdoliak compound here. Jesus. Does he still live here? Uh, I think so. Really? Yeah shouldn't linger here too long either otherwise somebody will fucking call the cops on us all right so let's there's that mother mary thing out front you see that virgin mary yeah. yeah so this is an excerpt from a book about kind of the decline of industry in chicago it's called nothing but blue skies the heyday hard times and hopes of america's industrial heartland by edward mcclelland it says now that chicago politics had arrived in this most isolated corner of chicago kick on right here Verdoliak became much more than an emissary to City Hall from a distant, misunderstood province. He was the local Don. I'm going to left here. Eastsiders directed visitors to his keep, which was one of their few remaining tourist attractions. The house was twice as large as the surrounding bungalows. So was the yard. Verdoliak had taken over an alley to make room for his swimming pool and tennis court. In a blue-collar neighborhood, he was the guy who'd made it big. With his University of Chicago law degree, he built a firm that occupies a block-sized building with the name Edward Art Verdoliak in two high letters, in two foot high letters. Every election, Verdoliak had a new plan for Wisconsin Steel. I'm gonna tell them I'm reopening Wisconsin Steel, he sold his precinct captains before appearing at a rally with Mayor Jane Byrne, Harold Washington's predecessor. You're a fucking liar, one brave captain <laughs> accused him. I don't give a fuck, Verdoliak said. I'm gonna tell him anyway. So yeah, that was Ed Verdoliak's house, uh, which he built uh, as this neighborhood was kind of beginning to feel the effects of neoliberalism creeping in and us destroying our steel industry. Mm. The creep. Did you see that Eastern Orthodox Church back there? Oh was yeah. Serbia Day? Yeah, Serbfest. Serbfest, yeah. What was the, what's the deal with that church? Um, it's a pretty wild looking church. Yeah, I mean, there were like, uh, it wasn't just Irish and Polish down here. There was a whole collection of folks. That church has been here for as long as I can remember. Um, but, uh, that was honestly just kind of a little local flavor. I mean, it'd be hard for me to connect it all the way through without driving around for another couple hours and reading several more books. But uh, what, what people don't know is that Dave Matthews is actually the son of Ed Verdone. <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. It's true. 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 
neighborhood ball field. Definitely had some hot dogs there. All right, so now we're going to head to... a very big speed bump. Yeah. Jesus. Buddy. <laughs> so now we're going to head to the site of the Southworks, which is now closed, and they've turned into a place called Steelworkers Park. So take a left here. Yeah, Verdoliak is still alive. Yes. Fast Eddie is still alive. Fast Eddie. Alive and kicking. Uh, 600 feet right on Huey. So this is the uh, official description of where we're headed. Steelworkers Park by the Chicago Park District. Um, previously known, previously part of the U.S. Sorry, take it right here. Previously part of the U.S. Steel Complex known as Southworks, the site was recently transformed into an attractive landscape with nature areas, trees, walking paths, and exquisite views of Lake Michigan. The property is edged by the remnants of the steel industry, most notably a series of enormous concrete ore walls. Located at the juncture between the Calumet River and Lake Michigan, the South Works first opened in the early 1880s. By this time, the surrounding area had already attracted industrial development because of its location near the river, lake, and substantial railroad service that provided excellent opportunities to uh, blah, blah, blah. Excellent opportunities to transport materials and goods. Yeah, just keep going straight for a while. Sorry. Oops. Swedish, Scottish, German immigrants had settled in the area, and growing steel industry attracted even larger numbers of residents in the South Chicago area. 1901, the U.S. Steel Corporation acquired Southworks. At the time, well-paying jobs at the industrial complex attracted Italians, Poles, Mexicans, and African Americans to make their, the area their home. At its peak, Southworks had more than 20,000 employees, covered an area of 600 acres, much of which was composed of landfill made of molten slag. After Southworks began downsizing in the 1970s, the mill closed down in 1992. City of Chicago and community organizations are championing ambitious redevelopment plans for the area. Officially named Steelworkers Park by the Chicago Dis Park District Board of Commissioners in 2014, the park provides a first step towards realizing those plans. So like everything else, we've turned the you know wreckage of our industrial society into a park. A park. And uh, that's actually... Industrial democracy. Our industrial democracy, or our attempt at it anyway. Just bury the history. Yeah. Well, you it's get a plaque right. in the parking lot of a Methodist church that apparently nobody goes to. Yeah, cool. That's right. Sweet. And Pete's Fresh Market gives you, throws you a bone and helps you build a statue. Yeah, to get their name on it. Yep. It's not tacky. Not tacky at all. So, yeah, we're going to go see this park and we'll stop at the park and take some things in and then I can uh, tie together why I started this whole journey down to this forgotten chunk of Chicago and uh, it's a real rust belt part of Chicago I think that's part like of what it feels like a different thing I mean it was a different thing I think I think that's really like I'm not sure exactly why the east side ended up getting annexed in the end because I mean there's no reason to think that the Chicago borders went down this far originally you know mm -hmm. so there's probably some story as to why and I'd imagine it has something to do with the steel industry, you know? Yeah. All right, so we're going to keep going uh, back under the bridge, back to the north side of the east side. Heading towards Steelworkers Park. So that Dave Matthews Band incident was in 2004. Mm-hmm. In uh, 2011, uh, 
not long after they, let's see, when did they, when is that little line about Steelworkers Park? So they commissioned it in 2014. Before that, while they were developing the area and trying to figure out something to do with it, uh, the alderman of this ward, which was not Verdoliak at the time, but was a daily, uh, daily goon, appointee of the daily administration, or maybe not appointee, but a goon. The alderman, uh, some concert venue company, and Dave Matthews Band got together to figure out a you know way to use this chunk of property. Keep going straight. This chunk of property that had uh, you know been neglected by us all, you know, shipping all the jobs overseas. So, Dave Matthews Band and the alderman and some community organizations and this concert venue got together. And Dave Matthews Band had the Dave Matthews Band Caravan at one of four events here uh, at this park this summer. And uh, that was only seven years after he literally dumped a load of shit onto tourists in the Chicago River. We welcomed him back and uh, had him have a big, stupid, smelly hippie festival uh, at the site of Southworks. Never trust a hippie. And uh, there's a perfect quote. I found some some articles about it at the time um one of which greg cott beloved music critic from the chicago tribune dubs uh, a huge parcel of lakeside property that can only be dubbed the quote nearly forgotten chicago and then goes on to describe the history of it but uh there's a quote that really stuck out at me just keep going straight there's a quote that stuck out to me they quoted some attendees of the festival when Dave Matthews came back mm-hmm. after dumping on our heads. Um, yeah, keep following this. Just actually, just keep following it. It's going to keep curving, but just keep going straight. Um, yes, thank you, robot. I just said that. So this is a quote from some attendees of that Dave Matthews Band Festival. Amanda Wiersing, Kelly Hill, and her husband, Matt, made their first trip to Chicago to attend the three-day festival. They threw in from Grants Pass, Oregon. They were hanging out at the craft beer tent, 14 fancy beers, $8 a piece, (laughs) on Friday afternoon. We like the sustainability they've incorporated and that this used to be a steel mill, says Kelly Hill, 32, who runs a vintage retail business. Her husband, a 34-year-old dentist, added, We read up on it, and they recycled a lot of the stuff they pulled out of here. (laughs) They are staying downtown for the weekend. Wessering, a 31-year-old special education teacher, said, On our way in here, we had a transport driver, and he seemed super stoked. And he didn't even know about it, but he talked about the jobs this provided. Dave Hawkstra, Chicago Sun-Times, July 9th, 2011. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the that's a little thread that I saw there. The, the sort of, I don't know, what is, that's like trust fund hippies that would have been into Dave Matthews or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The retail business, he's a dentist. Uh, and stoked. just... He's totally stoked. Just literally turning, like, turning the former, uh, <laughs> again, our, indust- our heart of industrial democracy in this town into uh, a playground for vintage resale store hippies to drink craft beer and talk about how sustainable it is. For a guy that literally shat on our town. So fucking beer. Oh shit. No, I'm sorry. I fucked you up. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Either way. We're driving. Yeah. Oh, this is it's the same way. This is fine. It's the same. We're going the same way. There is something uh, a little bit uh off putting about that. Like who 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 the fuck are you to give that quote 
Like, why would you use that quote? Not, yeah, not well, to give that quote. Yeah, I mean, yuppies maybe, exist, whatever. Maybe, uh, maybe the reporter in question is a little bit of a comrade. Maybe he saw the, uh, the irony. irony inherent. I mean, how could you not, you know, if you're even semi-perceptive? We, we like how it's so sustainable. It's sustainable for who, exactly? Right. Like, it's unsustainable. Oh, it costs well, and, a shit ton of jobs. And we'll go there and we'll see. I mean, I have not heard of another like large festival taking place down here. Precisely because all the reasons it's so isolated. It's so far on public transit, like And they're staying downtown in the in a hotel in the loop. Yeah. And the transit driver, that's you know, God bless him, that's the real Chicago end of the situation. Well it's good there'll be some jobs. Oh. They didn't they didn't uh, they didn't oh, stay shit. in that was it. East I didn't well, that's it? Yeah, that's it there. I don't think we can get through. They have barricades. No, there's, they're, they're just, they're wider barricades. They're, it's open on either side. These are the, let's see what I can do. Yeah. Oh, what is this? This is the, this is the former site of the Southwark. So these are the concrete milling walls. Uh, this is where, this is the park too. So. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. I think I may have been here once. Never been here. We should go past the Union Stockyard Gate. You ever been there? Uh, I haven't, actually. Well, that's an important piece of sh uh, Chicago history. We should um, do that for another day. Um, can you make sure that that cable's punched in? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so take a left here. I think you can get through. It looks like there's the barricades, but if you just stay to the right, there's one lane that's open. It's open. So we're not breaking the law? We're not breaking the law. I'm sorry. If you wanted to break the law, we could make different plans for another episode where we break the law the entire time. I'd be down for that. We could breaking do that. Law. Breaking the law. Breaking the Until law. Until we get caught. Alright, here we go. Into the park. So I, I have to wonder if this was like the original entrance, you know, like... There we are. So what happened here? This was the site of the Southworks. This was one of the biggest steel mills, and this is where Dave Matthews held his concert, I guess. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's like, uh... Looks like they just let the earth take it back. Yeah. What is it called when you do something bad to a sacred thing? <laughs> Desecrate? You desecrate it. Sacrilege. Yeah. Sacrilege. Alright, what, what are we going past here? Let's see. Let's uh, stop up here. I'm gonna hop out and jump into the bushes. All right. Beat myself. I understand. Hey, maybe we'll break the law after all. Yeah, break the law a little public, bit. Public, public uh, wisdom. Yeah. Oh, but this is actually an example of how we're super close to the lake right now. Got bushes. Yeah, I'm gonna hop oh. out here. If you guys wanna nice. pull around, we can walk over there and check it out. Sure. Where can you park, though? You're just gonna have to park here. Oh, there's parking over there. All right. Parking over where? Oh, right there. Right here. There's a climbing wall on it now. That's what that is. Just funny, like the whole fate, the livelihood, and the whole existence of people caught up with this thing and now it's just dust. It becomes sustainable for yuppies. I mean, nothing's permanent. Nah. 
Should I hit stop on this thing? Mm-hmm. Here we go. You guys parked right in front of this thing. That's perfect. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. Look at that vision of tomorrow. Oh, that tomorrow's never come. Maybe. It's on the lake. Those are apartments or what? That is tomorrow. It may it may come at some yeah. point. Because this is on the lake. So yeah. yesterday was industrial democracy. Today is post-industrial wasteland. And tomorrow <laughs> is condos. Yes. <laughs> Did we get that? <laughs> the future is condos. You got to have something. Well, unless cryptocurrency takes over. Because you have to have a tax haven. Condos for whom, though? For your money. Yeah. If you're a billionaire in Dubai. Like, you know... You can't just have piles of money anymore in a safe. You have a condo. So um, when we were driving over here past the, by the by the Skyway, I saw a Sherman tank. Oh, yeah. Did they make the tanks here? You know, that's a good question. They might have. They um, just make the steel for the... Did they repurpose the steel mill to make uh, arms during I mean, World War II? We could add one more stop and go read the plaque outside the tank. <laughs> I mean, that would be... Uh, I'm sure there's a plaque there that would tell us how it got there. That's the nice thing about shit like that. It's when people didn't have cell phones, so they weren't just like, oh, they could look it up. Speaking of which, let me check my phone. Oh, shit. It's been on. What is it called, this place? This is the Steelworkers Park. So those ore walls are really impressive, though, man. Shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, if I was a kid, I'd be hanging out here all the time. Oh, yeah. Shit you could get into. You can get in a lot of shit here. Also seems like... The drugs you could do. The drugs you could do, the climbing, just the falling off of shit you could yeah, do. Exactly. If you're a younger kid who's not into drugs yet. All right, let's see. So we're heading back to Chicago. Uh, right, left. Take a, take a right, and then we'll, we might have to flip around. But We're driving. We're driving. That's the, that's the fun of driving freedom. Yeah, so we can go straight. We'll take Lakeshore Drive back and see this beautiful fucking lakefront in this town that we live at. And that is a good point, honestly, that, uh, like, I mean, eventually somebody's going to get down here because it's lakefront and it's very beautiful, despite all the giant war walls and the harbors that have been carved out. And it's, uh, now it's a lot of scrubland, but you know, people want to live by the water. So yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. People want to have property on the water. Is more yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Soon after, steel mills, grain elevators, related businesses lined the river, taking advantage. Blah blah blah. World War II, they were converted to the production of tanks. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. With Rosie's help, steel industry was a big gun in World War II. Yeah, I think that they actually made those tanks here. That's cool. That makes sense. I mean, a fair amount of the mills and other industrial things were repurposed for that, right? Mm-hmm. Little B-2 bombers and shit like that. All that shit that people did for this United States. And then they just ship your job away. Yep. And uh, 430 acres for sale. I wonder how much it's going for. This is really beautiful property, honestly. I mean, it's just there's nothing down here besides peace. Oh. Fucking peace. Well, uh, how do you guys wrap up these episodes? Should we say something now that we're done? We usually just say peace. Yeah, well. Well, we give last words, last thoughts on 
you know, tour the city. Um, I guess I'll go first since I'm the driver. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel? How do I feel about like driving out? <laughs> No, 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 no. The most stressful part of the day was uh, setting everything up and going to Lincoln Park. I hate Lincoln Park. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's called Lincoln Park, but there's no parking, but I'm bummed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, learning about forgotten parts of the city is is nice, man. And learning about the people who died for your rights to have, you know, a, a, a livable life, you know, and... and veterans of the war for industrial democracy right and it breaks your heart that over the last 40 years we that that effort has been systematically torn down and replaced with fucking dave matthews band and and rock climbing walls to be fair and rock climbing walls. and condos <laughs> well no no condos not yet. yet not That's yet coming soon but you know daniel you go ahead i don't know i just you know it seems like in the contemporary political climate, everyone wants to talk about what do people want to talk about? Um, what are people talking about? It, it, there is a, people do talk about injustices, but what was striking to me was that on that plaque, they were saying that these people who died for the trade union movement were martyrs for a industrial industrial democracy, and um, it just struck me nobody talks like that anymore, and no one's even concerned with it. No one thinks about the about Worker, workers, you know, the political movement for workers. Um, it's just sort of regarded as self-evident that it's a sort of foregone conclusion. So it's just striking. I wish we'd talk about that today. I mean, cops murdering trade unions. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's interesting that in this town that we have straight up a, a few plaques. Like, that isn't the only plaque that talks about the CPD killing trade unionists. That's in this town, and we've kind of, uh, I feel like we've forgotten that in a few places. We're going to have to go to those places, because that's that's a shame. We, we could do that again. I'd love to uh, be back, and we could take another tour, go see some some sites of martyrdom for industrial democracy. We should go down Gosh. to the Union Stockyard Gate in the back of the yard sometime. That's a great idea. Yeah, the, the stockyards, I mean, that is a uh, such a massive part of Chicago history too I mean even more than steel like we were the hog butcher to the world you know mm-hmm. that's uh hell of a town alright man well you why don't you have the last word and sort yeah. of log us off well I just want to give a shout out to a book that I was reading that kind of um, got me thinking about this and it's called Running Steel Running America by Judith Stein and it's about kind of the interaction between industrial there we go sorry this guy cut us off on a bike Thaddeus, to his credit, did not run him over. Uh, but yeah, Running Steel, Running America by Judith Stein talks a lot about like the relationship between industrial Cold War or liberal Cold War foreign policy and uh, keep going straight, actually. And uh, like how foreign policy goals kind of interfered with our ability to have an industrial base. And we devalued our steel industry. And uh I don't know. It was great to take you guys down there, and it's a place that is nostalgic for me. But like, as I get older and learn more about the, uh, take one more and take a right, learn more about the history of the joint. I mean, it's just kind of breathtaking. I thought that it was just too perfect. Uh, you know, again, I know I keep going back to it, but literally, like, you know, a millionaire pop star shat on the town, and then we rewarded him by hosting a giant festival. Take 
paper right here on the bones I of mean, the industry. It's one of those examples where the irony of real life is just almost like if you wrote it, people would be like, all right, come on. 800 gallons of human shit. Give me a break, man. <laughs> like, tone it down a bit. But So, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. It was a good time. All right. Pleasure. Uh, keep going straight. Sorry. You guys can just oh, let me out. The dog's pooping next... right in the uh, middle of the street. It's Classic okay. Chicago. That's happened Always to me before. Always stepped in a dam. Always stepped in a dam. My dog has totally done that. Just decided to poop in the middle of the street. Good luck, guys. Oh,